Welcome back. Uh, I'm glad you did not hit that old lady crossing the street on that vehicle. Which one? Boris. Oh, oh. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to come back, right? So how did you like driving the little car? Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're well, back. Welcome back. We'll just jump right in the conversation. Yes, we are back. Um, had a little fun time on Bora's. Do you have a name for that vehicle? No, I don't. Actually, I need to name it. You need to name that thing. You guys want to name it? Yeah, I, I stole Bora's broom, and we shoved Sarah in the cauldron. and uh, Lots of fun things. It was a good time. Bora stole your hat. Bora stole my hat. You drove Bora's truck? Yes, yes. Like, Bora's Bora's actual big truck. (laughs) We we drove the small truck and the big truck. So thank you. Thank you for letting us partake in some of this, uh, the theatrics of it all. But we are sitting here with Brian. Do you want to say hi? Hi, guys. So this is the man behind the monster, Uh, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it's me. It's Brian. Yep. I'm boring. It's just a little old Bora. Hardly, hardly boring. People don't like me. They like Bora. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I talk to you every time I see you on the you know, begrudging. No, I'm kidding. I'm begrudging. Oh, oh there's Brian again. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I don't know. I, I remember, like, at some point realizing that you were the same person. And I, I think I'd met you. I'd seen Bora and, like, talked to Bora. And then I'd met you and talked to you. And then independently, someone was like, oh, yeah, that's Bora. And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> like, you're, you're lying to me. Yeah. So what did you expect the person behind the makeup to look like? I, a I guy just, or a girl? I mean, like, obviously, you know there's someone there, but I don't know. I don't know. I was, I was surprised. Uh, you are a, a little more uh, calm and collected and uh, a little more introverted. Boring. <laughs> No, uh, then Bora. And I, I think sometimes a lot of theater people tend to be like real, like even out of costume there a lot of times a little more out there. Yeah. Um, and you were just Brian, which yeah. I was like, this is wh- where, where does Bora come from? Mentally, physically, what do you mean? Both. In, bo- in both ways. So where does Bora come Well, I love Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I just did a whole sleeve with oh. Sean Gardner at Ninth Realm. It's gorgeous. We Thank got you. quite a few monsters on guy. there. So it's a little pumpkin up there. Beautiful. The color is beautiful. I used to have muscles until the pandemic hit. <laughs> <laughs> These are toothpick arms now. Uh, but anyway, so I love Halloween. And my family celebrated Halloween in South Carolina. And we would... My brother and I would always decorate the front yard, and um, we'd give out candy, chase people around, dress up like monsters, set up a cemetery, and so it's in my DNA, as well as Christmas is in my DNA. So so I've always wanted to move to Salem, and family said that I could go. I had to save up my money, got a job during the summer, a couple of summers, and visited Salem. And, and I keep saying, as soon as I stepped off the train, before they um, upgraded the... Uh-huh. I remember the, the old train, train station. station. Yeah. Did, well, you, you saw the one with the big two, the two towers in the 1800s? It, it, yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was just a little bench yeah, yeah. with a roof. And so as soon as I stepped off onto the ground, I knew that I was at home. It just felt like home. Yeah. And the, how I'd heard about... Salem was through um, doing the Crucible. Arthur Miller's the, the Crucible. I played Francis Nurse, who had one line. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. We actually, we just covered Rebecca Nurse in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So yes, you did. I got to tell you, one of my favorite groups of all time uh, to have on tour was a group of theater kids who had been assigned the Crucible, and they all had their, their characters. So when I'm telling these stories, they're like, oh, you're Giles. This is you. Oh, John Proctor. He's over there. Oh, Rebecca Nurse. She's right there. That and it was so great. Cool. Theater kids. I mean, it, the 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 excitement and just their their desire to learn was very fun and inspiring to work with. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kids are awesome, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So theater is your background. So I study theater. Um, I study theater at the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. I did not study the music part because I can't sing, but they had um, a great program. Uh, Juilliard at the time was number one. CCM was number two, and I went to CCM. Very good. Yeah, and uh, then right after that, I went to the Burt Reynolds Institute for Theater Training in Jupiter, Florida, and that was amazing. Um, And then when I turned 30, I decided, wait a minute, I need to grow up or uh, well I had it I, I had it made it okay yeah, per se. Yeah, yeah. so I um so went to school and studied respiratory therapy which is what I do now and um so then when I met my husband I said we got to move to the northeast we got to move to Salem um and this is of course after I visited the first time when I was in high school, and so was he on board? Uh, I had to drag him on board. Yeah. <laughs> so when we we would always come to Provincetown uh, every summer, and so we would stop by Salem every now and then. So we did one day, and we walked into one of the shops, Roots, Roost, Roost. 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 Sorry, sorry, Roost, and um, and that for some reason was where he changed it. He said, "Okay, we're moving here." I don't know what it was. I don't know. Well, okay, I, I think I know what it was. I told the, okay, yeah, I do know what it was. I told <laughs> the cashier, I said, please tell him how wonderful and awesome Salem is. And so she started rattling off, rattling off all of these wonderful things about Salem. And he looked at me and said, I think I, could, uh, I think I could stay here. So we went home, did some work on the house. A year later, we moved here in 2016. 2016. Yeah, which circles back to your question. Five, six years? Five yeah, years, yeah. Not bad. yeah. So I had no idea what... I had no idea about haunted happenings. Okay. I had heard there was a parade. I'd also had seen online this German witch dance that blew up all over the world. It's got a very long name. I can't pronounce it. And it's these witches. They're dancing. It was just, it was infectious, this dance. So I wrote on Facebook. I posted, hey, does anybody want to learn this witch dance? Let's do it for the parade. So I ended up getting 18 strangers together. Uh, we had several meetings. I said, okay, we got to create these witch characters. We got to come up with how they smell, how they look, where they live, what they eat, how they eat, how they live. And we've got to be these characters. And we've got to learn this dance. So all that happened, and we were in the parade. And I didn't realize when you reach the bandstand where the mayor and the council people are, you know, you're just supposed to, you know, maybe do something for a couple of seconds, and then you move on because mm-hmm. the parade has to continue. <laughs> so the dance was like five minutes. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, crap. Well, we're going to do it anyway. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. So we pulled up. We, we walked up to the bandstand, and um, 
so we started doing the dance, and we were like a minute into it. And one of the counselors kind of motioned to go on, and Mayor Driscoll put up her hand. And she <gasps> said, no, no, continue. Oh, my God. Yes. You had the mayor on your side. Yes. So yes. we continued the dance, and we got the biggest ovation. It was awesome. And then someone said, you can um, street perform. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, there's a whole festival all month long. And I'm like, okay, this isn't just it. So this is just the start. This was just the start. So I um, started street performing, as you've seen me do yes. on, on Essex Street. So that's how Bora came about. The green skin, I, I, I like, I, I was inspired by all of the pop culture witches. Um, Witch Hazel on Looney Tunes, The Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, this was before Wicked, I think. But maybe Wicked was around. I don't know. But no, Wicked was around. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the, you know, to me as a kid, a witch is a fictional, non-fictional, a fictional witch is green skin, big nose, big chin, warts, all the stereotypical, wonderful stuff that just throws me back in my childhood and a lot of people in their childhood. You are like the stereotypical witch. I think what most people assume when they come to that, Salem. That, that pop culture yep. Icon that, that we've learned uh, to, to connect as a witch is what you represent. So did you rock the green skin the first go around that that dance like that was Bora in its its truest form right there first first meeting with the public you were Bora. Yes, that was very interesting. So um, I knew I wanted a, a green skin, a big chin, a big nose. So I found those two prosthetics. I found the right shade that I wanted. I had gone to to uh, good go, home uh, good goodies good good home goods home, not home goods uh, what's the goodies the the secondhand store oh goodwill 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 thank you good lord <laughs> goodwill and I just grabbed some rags and with hot glue and duct tape I made this costume so I went to Rob at the magic parlor mm-hmm. um I made an appointment about a week before the parade and I had a discussion with him I said this is Bora this is how this which eats, this is the character. This is what I want it to look like. Can you do it? So I went back the day of the parade, about 12 o'clock. He threw everything on. We made some adjustments, and I said, this is it. And I was in street clothes with this green nose, makeup, everything. That that was a sight? I, I walked home. <laughs> you know where you, I live. You walked home I like walked that? I walked home. No one, the excitement of Halloween was in the air. Yeah. The high school was letting out. I came walking home because I live right across from the high school. And uh, no one looked at me like I was strange. And I'm like, okay, this is the place to be because (laughs) you're not a freak. You're like, I'm looking weird and no one's looking at me weird. Right. You can be yourself. So so as soon as I got in about three o'clock, I put on the costume, I looked in the mirror, and it all came together. The movement, the stance, the voice, everything just came together. And then we went and did the parade. And Bora was born. Yeah. Oh, God, Um, that's magical. It was unexpected. So I don't know if you know this, but there have been like, there's there's always whisperings of who Bora is. Like, oh, who's the person behind the makeup? And there are also rumors that have gone around that there might be more than one person. (laughs) And I had heard that you're, that you could tell who was behind the makeup depending on what you were wearing. And (laughs) each Bora had a different outfit. 
And that's how you knew who, who was behind it. Like, I'm not kidding. And I'll be honest, I told people this. So I have only made this rumor worse. Um, and I think I, I you also told them about the tunnels too, I, didn't no, you? No, I did. I, <laughs> back in my, my, my old days working at the ghost tour, maybe, but we fixed that. We fixed that. But I think the only, the reason I really bought into it, cause black hat society. I just assume that like there's this oh. gaggle of people who have this room of Bora outfits and like they each pick. So A, is there, is there more than person. one person behind the the costume? And B, where does the name black hat society come from? The first question, I must say I do need help. So if there's anybody out there that wants to oh. <laughs> There's always room in my cauldron for more. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you fit in the cauldron, Sarah. You could just... Oh, she did. I did. I did. <laughs> she sure did. Wait, does that mean there are or there aren't? Oh, you have to wait to see what is in the next costume. Oh! <laughs> Salem's Black Hat Society. Um, I was thinking when I did this street performance and when people would donate money, I thought I have to donate some of this money that I make in October to different charities in Salem. And I thought, well, wait a minute, Red Hat Society donates money. And I thought, wait a minute, Salem, you know, Black Hat is a quote-unquote stereotypical witch hat. So why not Salem's Black Hat Society? I love it. So, like, the correct me if I'm wrong, the ladies that would meet and wear, like, the red and the purple? Yes. Yes. So there's a lots of ladies in the Red Hat Society. So there may be lots of people in Salem's Black Hat Society that throws on costumes. You never know. One of the, one of the great mysteries of Salem. I guess so. Who, who, is, who is Bora today? <laughs> Has anyone ever really tried to get who you are? Like ask like, who, who are you really though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bora, what do you think? <laughs> Go away, you annoying brat. <laughs> I've also had kids ask, are you a boy or a girl? And I... I say, ask your mom and dad, because (laughs) I don't know what their narrative is. And what is Bora, the name? I I got that from, um, I was in Beverly. There's a Bora's convenience store. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you got that from. (laughs) And yes, and I want to, there is a definition for Bora. There, There is which is what I was going to ask, is if that's what inspired it. It did not. I looked up B-O-R-A-H. I looked it up afterwards, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's fitting. Yeah, yeah. Did you, do you know the definition? Uh, I believe it's the, the home of a witch or, like, the hovel of a witch or something along these lines. Close. Okay. Um, it's an expression of annoyance and exacerbation. Oh, exacerbation. I love that. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she can be annoying or they can be annoying and very... You know, exhausting. Yeah. You know? But in all the best ways. So, yeah, the name came from Boris Convenience Store in Beverly. So I've got a question. This might be a weird question, and we didn't include it on the questions that we sent to you. You've been doing this for almost six years now. Uh, so this October, this ha- Halloween parade would be technically your anniversary. I kind of like that. Every every Halloween parade is like Bora's birthday, it basically. Is. Yeah. Um, do you ever dream in Bora? Have you ever like, you know, I had a a, Sp- oh. a Spanish teacher once tell me that when she had a dream in Spanish, she's like, oh man, this is like my two worlds are colliding. This is fully ingrained in my head. I have no control. It's just going. Have you ever dreamt in Bora? No, 
No, I have not. No, I, no, no I, dreams in shades of green? None whatsoever. <laughs> I, my mind doesn't stop. So when I'm sleeping, I do think of, oh, I have to do this for Bora. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to buy this. I, oh, that's a good tri- TikTok. So I'm, I have a pad by my bed. So I don't dream of Bora or as if I'm Bora, but what I need to do as Bora. Oh, interesting. It doesn't stop. We know. So <laughs> yeah. you, you went to school for theater. Was that improv or just so? Because clearly, I mean, maybe not clearly, but to me, clearly, you have like uh, your improv skills are 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 phenomenal. I, thank you. <laughs> um, it, there were classes on improv, but mostly script learning and okay. And uh, so, is that just part of? I mean, some people I know some people who are just good at that sort of thing, and, and clearly, you know, you are just from some of the interactions on the street. Um, I always appreciate bumping into you. Because you're always, like, on point. You're always Bora. Always in character. Yeah, and sometimes I, I stop up at uh, uh, Higginson Square at, at the top by, uh, by Rockefellers, and sometimes you're there and sometimes you're not. Uh, but in my, my talk there, I tend to talk about what people sort of think of as a witch. I talk about the Malleus Maleficarum and people's, how people's modern idea of a witch uh, is our pop culture has its roots in that book. And then I'll be like, well, what you think a witch is? And I sort of list these things off. And sometimes, if I time it right, you're behind me. And like, <laughs> you know, like green skin, pointy hat, witches marks. And there's like, I turn around, there's Bora, like, you know, looking at the crowd, which is like, you're paying attention to what you're doing. You're listening to what I'm saying. You're interacting with your crowd. You're interacting with my crowd. And I'm like, that's, that's just, thank you. But that's a lot. And that's, uh, you know, that level of, of, of skill and, and professionalism that takes has always, always impressed me. It, it, it takes a lot of awareness. Yeah. And um, it is ex- it's exhausting. <laughs> and I also try not to interrupt the tours that come through. Yeah. Sometimes if I get caught in a moment, if I'm loud, just I tell tour guides. Just no, to, no, no. Oh, no, I, I love flag, it. I, I Stop me, flag me down. Whenever that happens, I just remind my groups like, oh, that's just Bora, our resident drag witch. They, they, yeah. She does weddings, just in case you want to know. <laughs> Thank you. They, they, <laughs> and they, they of course, it. get so excited. They get ex- People love to see you out on the streets. You are it. a Thank staple you. of Witch City. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's very lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Not everybody loves Bora, though. There's a I, couple, so. I don't. Have, have you gotten, like, some hate? Um, some educational emails meaning like um well some people may view it as hate uh a while back i've gotten an email from someone in ohio saying that uh, the green witch you're a disgrace you're disgusting you're stereotypical you're stereotyping us um and i let them express what they feel and Mm -hmm. say what they need to say um it's not right of me to shut them down um let them say what they need to say because I can learn something from it. Mm-hmm. Like when I started Bora, after the second or second second year, I was told through the grapevine that the Green Witch is frowned upon here in Salem in certain circles. Circles, and I'm like, really? Oh my god! And then I got self conscious, paranoid, and I'm like, I, I I had no idea because I would ne- as much as Bora picks on people. And um, just, you know, makes fun of people. Bora, Brian would never, ever, ever do anything to offend anyone or anybody's religion. Mm -hmm. Would never do that. So 
what I hope that people take from th this podcast or other interviews that I've done is it's I'm not doing this to poke fun at, in, at paganism or, or the Wiccans or other witches or witches um, or any religion thereof. It's just I'm not. It's a, a character um, meant to spread joy at well, the end of the day. I try. And I, and, I, and I try. I get a lot of messages from people that that are going through tough times and uh, messages from autism autistic people, people that um, have contemplated suicide, people that don't feel accepted in society, that thank me for, uh, like, I guess a conduit to, well, it might be okay to be different. It might be okay to have tattoos or to be gothic or to be gay or bi or whatever. So this witch has, it goes deep. Deeper than I had imagined. Deeper than I think a lot of people understand, which makes me even more thankful that we get to sit down with you and talk about this because we only get to see one part of Bora, and that's the part on the streets. You know, we don't get the behind the scenes. And there's some, a great number of people in, in the community that also understand where I'm coming from that embrace what Bora does for and with the community and the enjoyment that Bora brings to Salem residents and the visitors to Salem. And with that, a really dynamic thing that I am thrilled about is that Shalimar from Omen participates in some of my weddings, as well as Lori Bruno, who's actually joining me in a ceremony that I have coming up soon. And it's been really enlightening getting to know and work with these awesome people, you know, in recent years. And um, it's, I don't know if it's making a turn or making a difference, but there's an understanding of Bora and the Wiccan, pagan, witch community, I think. And, and there, there are many tour guides also that use Bora as an example of pop culture to bridge you know, the gap and educate yeah. their guests about the witch community. And it's been a fun journey. And I hope, I, I, I just don't want to ever, ever offend anyone. That is not my purpose. I think there is some controversy with the idea of that sort of concept of a witch. Um, and I think that can come from several different sources, uh, some of which have, have a pretty uh, horrific history, and uh, some of which are just pop culture related. Um, the first sort of uh, green witch that I could find was, um, was Margaret Hamilton in Wizard of Oz, and it was basically like, Technicolor, and we're gonna do, and we're just gonna make her green because it's a little spooky, it's a little scary, and it pops on the screen, um, and that sort of seems to be the the jumping point for that then becoming the idea of a witch. Sorry, but uh, I think there's other things that that also get attached to that narrative that that can have a, a very negative connotation as well. Um, but I, it's also one of these things that when you look at it and you look at it historically. This, when you look at things historically, there are so many things that have a, a negative history in, in some way, shape, or form. And I think it's how we address that and teach that and communicate that uh, today that then helps you know people learn about those sorts of things. I mean, it's ingrained in me, the Green Witch. Like you said, Margaret Hamilton, mm -hmm. the Wicked Witch of the West, and Witch Hazel, yeah, from Looney Tunes, um, 
it, it, you even see some stores in Salem now that sell little figurines that are green witches. And uh, so I hope we're coming together as a community to, to have fun and to educate and to show pop culture and to live yes. coherently. I think most importantly, at the end of the day, Bora as a character brings so much light and happiness and joy and so much of your mission is to show people that you can be whatever you want to be you can follow whatever dream you have that it trumps any type of negative connotation and maybe that isn't my place to say that but at the same time as someone who gets to witness the interactions that you have with children um, maybe they thought witches were scary creepy hag like creatures but then they get to meet you and they have this beautiful interaction and they walk away not being so scared I don't know it is a very 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 touchy touchy subject and, and maybe this would change the narrative what Bora does and make that connection between that community and the pop culture community, like I said. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it all comes, this which all comes from my happy childhood. <laughs> right. Bora is inspired by the happy childhood of Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I got a, um, a grandmother that messaged me and she said, I, I do these, I don't do cameo, but I do my own through mm-hmm. the website. And she said, would you please send my two granddaughters a message? Um, one is tall, and she contemplated suicide because she, um, people pick on her for being there in high school because she's tall. High schoolers are the worst. Yeah. And her sister has a speech impediment, and she says she never talks. She never talks. She says she will never talk again. So would you please send an encouraging video to them? So, of course, I did. So I'm like, oh, my God, okay, well, okay what is Bora going to say or do? So I do... So the witch does have tender moments. I mean, you gotta. Well, I, th- I think even even in the, I say less tender. When when it comes to that street comedy, and you know when you're you know yelling at people, not meanly, but you know shouting on the street and saying what Boris says. Hi, Kardashian. Yeah, and like <laughs> you know you're being a little rude and you're being a little mocking and. You know, you're. What are you wearing? Or, or look at you? Or smile? Or you don't smile? You're ugly. You know all these things. It's 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 fun. And I every time I see you interact with people, people are walking away laughing. They're smiling. That's yeah, that's good. They're yeah. happy. They're excited. They feel special being noticed by you. I know. I I have seen folks react to seeing you in October because like you are on their list of to dos. Like they seek you out and it's like, oh my God, I got to get a picture with Bora. I got to meet Bora. I got to meet Bora. So it's just, it's a really cool thing to see. Uh, The street performer culture in general in Salem is unique in itself. Um, I'm sure you guys have just a big family going behind the scenes that we don't get to see. I know that you and and Jack Skellington and a couple others went down to Florida to which con was it? Spooky Empire. Spooky Empire. So you guys you guys took it out of Salem and brought it down to Florida. Well I've been going to Spooky Empire for about four Four years. So. Bora does this regularly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness. Spooky Empire is a lot of fun. And so Derek Millen said, hey, let's go. and Or I'm going to go. And um, we said, Jack, let's go. So we went, and we had a lot of fun. The people that go to Spooky Empire live vicariously through Bora, so, which is really cool. You know, um, sometimes 
they do have people that do podcasts and other types of uh, social media. Mm-hmm. And um, and we do interviews, and they ask, what's going on in Salem? So it, it's, it's fun. So we do get recognized. Yeah. You're, you're their conduit to the witch city. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them have been here and um, they, that weren't aware of Salem. And they're like, I want to go. So a lot of them have come here. And have you to thank for it. Wow. I don't know about all that. Uh. You know, so driving, <laughs> driving the tourist industry. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they're talking about other people that are um, making a difference in, in people's lives is when uh, that I like to do. I, I love that. Um, so I'll give gifts away, like a witch hat, witch hats or toys or what have you, to people that you, 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 you tend to... You're, uh, after a while, you can pick up on who who probably worked a whole year to come here for the weekend. You can just pick up on people that might not be as lucky as other people. And, um, and so I'll give them a witch hat or, or a kid that has autism. Um, I, I just have so many great stories, and I just love making people smile. And when I can give a little kid a hat or an elderly person in a wheelchair a hat and it just changes their their life or their parents lives you know it just for that moment and and that is what I love one thing that I love about doing this making an impact do you you have like a like a the most memorable like is there like a like a like a number like something that stands out from from all of those positive experiences there was one kid who um uh she was three or four, and Haunted Happenings magazine recorded this, and it went viral. And uh, she was trying to teach me sign language, and her mom says, she's telling you that she loves you. And so she's trying to teach me sign language, how to say I love you. And we're going back and forth, and I gave her my wand. And um, she had, the mom said she had autism and Down syndrome. And so... It was amazing. It was an amazing moment. So there was a whole crowd of people watching, and there were tears in their eyes, and the whole world stopped. And it was this little girl and this green witch <laughs> that were having a moment. And I let her hold the wand, and she was swinging the wand around, and she was teaching me sign language. And it was a beautiful moment. So that stands out to me. I'm going to have to go track down that video. That's it's somewhere. I kind of want to cry now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, wow. and the Bora does not cry, but... Bora, you have not cried? I, 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 I got teary-eyed with that kid, and I have gotten teary-eyed at several weddings that I performed, and Ty Hapworth, who takes a lot of the photos at my weddings, afterwards, a couple of times, he says, uh, you started to cry. Bora doesn't cry. <laughs> I know, Ty, I know. Okay, just keep it between us. But even the weddings are crazy, fun, and, um, and, and, and I do have tender moments. And, and it just strikes me as so cool, odd, that these people that are being wedded or a wedding vow renewal by this witch, and I'm just slamming on them, making fun so, of them. So how does... Uh, we, they have a moment where, where I do have a tender moment. And they, and they cry. The family cries. We, we have tears. It's amazing. So you're able to give them that mixture of hitting them with the funny jokes, but then also the love and 
Yeah. The, uh, so what is a Bora wedding? So I, I recently officiated uh, two of my brother's weddings. One was in October and one was in uh, this past, oh goodness, May. Sorry. <laughs> I remember you talking about yeah. that. Yeah. And the first one was uh, more difficult, I think, than the second one. I'd never done it before. He asked me, can you officiate? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? Like, that's easy. I, I talk. I, and like, uh, it was... It, it was very emotional. Like I was crying. The crowd was crying. He was like the, the, my sister-in-law needed like a handkerchief. And, uh, and then the next one, uh, wasn't quite as emotional. I think I, a little experience. I was able to hold it together a little more. Uh, but there was, you know, still people crying in the crowd and everything else. So, you know, good job. But that's yeah. like how I, I feel like probably what I did is very different than like what a Bora wedding is. So what is, how, what does a Bora wedding yeah. entail? So they, I send out a, I interview them. Okay. And based on those questions, like how they met each other, what they like about each other, dislike about each other, tell me about your kids, your pets. I write a script that I read out of a, a book and I just, I just make fun of them. Um, <laughs> I, do, I talk about all that stuff, how they met and, um, Sometimes, as we spoke earlier, I'll have a, an other street performers like Michael Myers, who may be the ring bearer or escort the bride or groom down the aisle. Um, and at the end, I give them gifts. We play music during the ceremonies. And depending on the couple, they'll read a poem or mm-hmm. say their vows. Or pl- I've had people play music. I've had people bring their uh, deceased loved ones. These are obviously non-traditional weddings. And a lot of them are, are, are I, I officiate the wedding, so I am not a wedding planner. If mm-hmm. they want hairdresser, right, right. I, can, I can refer those resources. And all of the florists and the photographers know where, when, and wow. They know what I do, so everything is done. They know when to show up and get things done. So um, they're just fun, fun weddings. We do broom jumps. We do sand fasting oh. uh, portions, sand fa- hand fasting and sand fasting. Oh, sand fasting. Yep. I haven't heard that one yet. And I started by laying the base layer of, I don't want to get my secrets away. No, don't. Sh- yeah. Yeah. One of my good friends, Sammy, um, they got to take a night off of working restaurant industry in October, which is hard in yeah. itself because... They had to dress up as Billy Butcherson and escort a woman down the aisle to be married by you. What? Yeah. So this was a couple years ago on Essex Street. I think it was on Essex Street on the 31st, uh, probably 2019. Are they Latin? No. Okay. So I must have used Billy twice. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) there's two Billies. Um, yeah, Billy's cheating on Billy. Um, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it was really just, cool. it was like, who, wait, people actually do this. And then I, on tour last night, I had a couple people. Uh, they had Salem's Black Hat Society t-shirts on. Really? Uh-huh. And I saved the whole quip about the podcast to the end of the tour. I just don't really like to share it along the way. And I said, ah, if you're not tired of listening to me talk, check out this podcast that I do with another tour guide in town. Spoiler alert, we're actually interviewing Bora tomorrow. I see you guys have those shirts on, so I figured I'd I'd let you in on the secret. And then one of the women in the crowd afterwards hung back and chatted with me. She just booked you for her wedding, oh. 2024 Halloween night. 
Courtney, maybe? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I just, it's you're, you're just so crazy. You're booked out for wedding, weddings for two years? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So. How many weddings do you do on the, on the 31st? On oh, the 31st, I, the, I, I've done up to eight weddings before, and that is exhausting. So I limit it to six. Wow. Six, yeah. yeah. They, they're about 20 minutes each, so I have to do I allot an hour per, per. But then all the prep work that goes into the. It's a lot of prep work. And I'm doing one now. It's a double wedding vow renewal, these two best friend couples. And I'm like, how am I going to do that? That's so four people to work with. Yeah. I so don't I just saw. Make I, a joke about swapping partners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that could be in there. That could be in I there. I saw a news article recently, and I, I can't remember where this was. or did it, it was recently. They did a mass wedding. So there was like two, 300 couples. And I guess uh, the majority of them had either scheduled or tried to schedule or been planned in the past like two years during COVID or whatever, yeah. or lockdown, they'd all, and everything was pushed back or venues were canceled. So they were just, so I, I can't remember where it was, but I saw the article and they all just got together and like some of them were in their like wedding gowns. Some of them were just in like, you know, those like t-shirts you can get that are like tuxes and dresses. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were just in jeans and everyone there all just got married together. That is I, awesome. Yeah. So I, much love yeah. in one place. I'm trying to get spooky empire to do a mass wedding i would borrow would love to do a mass wedding there so and um yeah so we'll that might happen we'll, i don't know that'd be cool but speaking of covid uh there was a couple that um uh that i did a an engagement with them um he wanted to ask for a hand in marriage so we did that at, at the uh, one of the restaurants downtown and uh, then they said hey can you do our wedding which fell on covid Mm. Uh, the year uh, mm -hmm. in October 2022, and and uh, the the place there was a fire and it got burned down. So they just went to Vegas and had their wedding. So they were going to fly me out to California because I'll go wherever and do a wedding. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so um, they're actually coming here October 31st, and we're going to do a wedding vow renewal. Oh, so, yeah. So they still get yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. May I ask how that engagement went down? Okay. Well, I hope he's not listening. I hope he's not <laughs> Uh, did you so, screw it up? I, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, in October, you're dead tired. And yeah. This was October 31st. I had a wedding to do for Sean Gardner, okay. who did my tattoo at Hamilton Hall. And it was raining this October. And I'm like, let me let me do this wedding, you know, and then I'll be done. Soggy and, Bora. Yeah, Soggy Bora. So about Don't want to melt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, about four days before October 31st, I had a message. This guy said, my wife, lo my girlfriend loves you. I want to ask for a hand in marriage. Would you please come to the Adriatic and present the ring and I can ask for her hand in marriage? And I'm like, I am so tired and I hope he's not listening. I said, you know, I'm going to really overprice this so he'll say no. <sighs> he said yes. He said yes. I'm like, <laughs> So <laughs> I did it. So I, so so how it happened was um, so Greg, my my husband, picked me up at Hamilton Hall. It was raining. I said so. He dropped me off at the Adriatic. So I went in there, and I went to uh, I, I grabbed the ring from the hostess, and then I went walking in there, looking, looking at the tables. Now you're not them. You're too ugly. You smell. Why did you cook your food? Eat it raw. <laughs> Mortal. And so, and I said, "Oh, hi!" And and I looked at them. I said, "Hi, you two look like you love each other. Bad choice on both of your ends." So <laughs> I said, "Here!" And I slammed the ring down. I said, "Do your thing!" And she, 
And he goes, uh, I got on his hands and knees, and everybody like was looking, and then the cameras were coming out, the phones, and they were recording it, taking pictures, and he got on his hands and knees, and he asked for his hand in marriage, her hand in marriage, and it, the rest is history. Did now, it take her a second to realize? It did. <laughs> it did. It did. She was crying, and... And he's, he owns a tattoo studio in California, and they love vampires. So this script is a lot of fun that, I wrote, that I've written for them, and it's very sexual, and it talks about drinking the blood. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Jeffrey loves them stuff. Yeah, that sounds fun. Poking her with the little the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So poking her with the needles and, you know, mm-hmm. just, just a lot of uh, windows. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Very fun. That, that's the vows, renewal. Wedding vow renewal, this is the third year being married. Very cool. Yeah. You mentioned Greg, your husband. How does he feel about all this? <laughs> I mean, he helped us. I should say shout out to Greg for helping us get the uh, your Bora mobile out on the streets because that is a lot of work. I couldn't do this without him. Um, he's, I, I, I'm horrible with computers. He does a lot of the editing. He does a lot of the advertisements. Um, so he is very introverted. And I'm extroverted, so he's he's he tolerates it, he, he tolerates it, and, and uh, he, I could be on my phone answering, r- responding to messages as I'm sure you guys can, twenty four seven, so it would drag out after five thirty. It would I would be doing it at restaurants. I do it in the bed, and he says you've got to have he 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 uh, balances me out. He's you've got to have hours of operation. It stops at five thirty. Yeah. I can't. Or if if I am looking in general after 5.30 and I see a message, if I don't answer it right then, I'll forget that it's there. Yeah. So I have I, to answer I'm it. so guilty of that. Yeah. Right? You have to, or otherwise you'll forget that you have that message. You know, what are you doing? I got to answer this message, or otherwise I'll lose it, or I'll forget it. So he, um, how does he deal with it? He, he grounds me. He, he says, pull back. T- takes the broom away. You know. <laughs> he pops me upside the head with a broom. <laughs> yeah, so, and he does the hard, the hard work, like pulling out the car or what have you. Picking you up, dropping you off. Yeah, yeah. well, I drive, and I pull the cauldron out um, myself and head to Essex Street. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And really on is. those hot days, too, I'm sure that that costume gets extremely hot. How it long does. does it take you to get ready? An hour and a half. Just for the makeup. Just for the makeup. Yeah. And, and now I'm assuming you do that all yourself now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could not afford to have somebody do it. I mean, no, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so. An hour and a half. Oof. Yeah. And, 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 and there are steps of me doing it. I do this, I do this, I do that, I do that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of doing the makeup and trying to do good for, for kids and for people, there's a, there's a kid who has autism and he is fascinated with jack skellington and bora so his mom said hey can you kind of show him that this is makeup mm-hmm. and jack skeleton that you know what his secrets are so jack's gonna do his thing and i'm gonna do my thing and i'm gonna start off as brian and i'm gonna show him what this is makeup and i'm putting the makeup on i'm gonna show him the transition from brian to bora so he's not scared so he understands so that's gonna be fun ah that was kind of random for me to say, but... No, no, I no, I like that. I I always assumed that it was kind of like a secret behind-the-scenes thing. Have you ever... Uh, okay, there's this... Um, so I used to work uh, at Witch's Woods in, in Westford, Massachusetts. It's a haunted Halloween hayride, so I used to narrate the, the, the tractors in the hayride. And I had a whole skull prosthetic makeup thing that, that I'd have on, and 
at the end of the night, sometimes you're just too tired. And I would just drive home like with it on. And then sometimes I, I take the prosthetic off, but then I still have like black eyes and, you know, everything else. And sometimes it's like, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to, I can't deal with the makeup remover and the cleaning. I'm just, I'm exhausted. I need to sleep. Have you ever either been pulled over <laughs> with Bora on or just said, screw it. And like woken up halfway through the night with like green pillowcases. Well, <laughs> so have I ever been pulled over? No. Okay. I have been escorted Downtown oh, and from professionally to here by cops, yeah, you know, yeah, in the car. So and you know, so all the cops know me. So thankfully, I haven't been pulled over. Or <laughs> but arrested. like, you could be doing a, a wedding maybe out in in Worcester or something, and you're you're driving back, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh. like <laughs> so I have driven down to Boston and without my hat, but my wig and my yeah, makeup, yeah. and I just looked to my left. Oh and my god! People like photoing as <laughs> I'm. I, yeah. <laughs> And I kept going, you know, I'm driving, and they were, like, right beside me for, like, two miles. I'm like, okay. Like, like oh, we're done now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to drive safely. I got to look at the road. Wow, so. to see Bora in, like, the wild. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been There are cool. a lot of smiles. Yeah. You know, uh, thankfully. And uh, I take the makeup off when I'm home. I just take it off. Just, yeah. But the makeup stays on. I have, you can see it on my fingers now. Yes. I'm, yeah. this, I can scrub for a long time and it stays on. Everybody at work knows what I do. And it's a huge hospital. Everybody knows what I do. And so they'll see the green and they'll be like, oh, you were Bora. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, I do end up with it on my, in my car or in the pillowcase. Not it because just, I didn't take it off, just because it just it sometimes just does not come off. Yeah. yeah. It's like a disease. The green, a bit of green. Yeah. I was in the elevator one time at work, and uh, I had this green tent on, and this guest was looking at me, like, staring at me. <laughs> like, do you have some type of... And okay. I looked at her okay? illness. I said, I have a blood disorder. <laughs> you did goes, not. I'm so sorry. I said, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is what I do. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Oh. I'm turning green. <laughs> so the look on her face, I think she wet her panties. Yeah, what do your uh, coworkers think of Bora? Oh, they support it 1,000%. They support it, yeah. I think a bunch of nurses and respiratory therapists are coming to the Halloween boobash. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, that's my coworker. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> they're, they're very supportive, and I really appreciate it. And uh, they, like, a couple of them, like, we're going to hang the signs up for you. The posters at Aww. work, so they're they're in the units and they're big posters. They're not little little yeah. posters. They hang them up. They're all over the hospital and and um, they're like, okay, I'm gonna take off or you you, you can you can go do you your can thing. Go do your thing, yeah. Like I was cast in um, Hocus Pocus yes. too, and I'm like, and they wanted me to work another day, and I'm like, no, I, I just got back from. I, I I can't I can't take off any more time, and so two coworkers. I was telling them this. They said, no, you're doing that movie. You're freaking doing it. And so they got on their phones. They looked at the schedule. They said, okay, we got it. You're going to trade. You're going to trade. So they rearranged my schedule, who are not supervisors or managers. They're just coworkers like me. And they said, okay, we got it. You're, you're off. You're doing the movie. So you, you did uh, wow. Hocus Pocus 2. I, I, I did it. I don't know if I'll be seen, right. but I did it. So I... If I remember correctly, you're not green. Yes, this is what I heard. That is the truth. So I submitted Bora. Yes. And then they said, yeah, we want you to do Bora. 
casting agency. So uh, when I uh, went there for my COVID test, there was a long line. I mean, even the casting crew, well, okay, you're the Green Witch. Right. You're Bora. Perfect. And so I was out of costume. They saw my paperwork. So anyway, long story short, they said, bring all your costumes. So I did. And when I got there the first day, they were like, okay, they, they don't want, they want your costume, but they don't want the makeup because I've licensed the character and they want to own all of their characters. Oh. Disney. Oh. Like, all right. I I'm, guess I'm not surprised at that. I'm not surprised at all. Because like there could be sense. like little yeah Bora figurines. I mean, you could be like the next Billy Butcherson. I wish. <laughs> so I I can but, see how yeah. Well, no. So because I I uh, they asked my company to to or they asked me if they could use my logo and branding in that as well. Yes. And uh, I know you saw some of it on the side of the trolley. I took a picture and I sent it to and you. And you you did. Yeah. I was I wasn't going to out you for that, but thank no, you. that's okay. I did that for uh, uh, who who else? It was um, Odd Meter. Odd Meter, Count Orlocks, yep. uh, yep. a couple other people. So, yeah, so I have that. Uh, hopefully, I've heard that, like, the trolley itself is, like, a character in the movie that is used. Really? Like, like it, maybe like the bus driver from the first one. I'm Are not, we going to see like uh, a, a a parallel with the trolley driver? Yeah. That would be quite funny. But, that would be cool. Whoops, I keep banging things. But once the movie had wrapped and it was done shooting, I uh, shot a message to the whoever had contacted me originally, and I was like, "Can I have that sign right that that you printed out that you made that was on the side of the trolley?" Uh, I, w- I would love to have that if I have to pay for it. I, I'm totally okay doing that. And they said no uh, because it's a prop from the movie and it has to uh, go into storage just in case there's any reser- reshoots or a sequel or anything like this. So it's just going to be sort of stored in the Disney vaults till yeah. the end of time. And I was like... I think Jeff that is cool. almost had an aneurysm. <laughs> I was like, well, A, I wish I could have that. Um, that's literally my face in a Disney movie, but the fact that it's gonna my face is then gonna be stored in the Disney vaults is just as cool, just in a slightly different way. Um, so I, I guess I see, and then they're not letting you be you. Yeah, there's a TV show about the Disney vaults. And yeah, the props, yeah. So, what, so you, who knows? Maybe 30 years from now, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be going through the old Hocus Pocus two stuff. Yeah, that so, would be so cool. They so pull it out. In but, in the movie, do you so you don't have the green face? No. Do no. you heck? I don't know if we can talk about this. Do you have? They told me they did not say I couldn't talk about it. Okay. So, do, you, do you still have the nose and the chin? No. No, it's this is no good. prosthetics. It was it was I was in I was like crushed. I was embarrassed, you know, because people believe it or not, when I showed up with my normal with Brian's face and Bora's costume, there were a lot of extras. I was an extra in it, you know, uh-huh. and so they were like. Uh, that looks familiar. People recognized me without the makeup. They're like, are you Bora? And you're like, I don't, I don't kind, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing, you know, because it was, you know. Right, like, it's, I try it's to, not your full form. When I walk out of the door, I'm in character. And, and I stay in character the whole time. So here I am in front of these people with, you know, in character, but not in character, you know. So anyway, so the, the last day I got a message in the morning, an email from the talent agency saying, hey, they want to use Bora, the green makeup. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So um, 
sign this release form, da 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 da. So Greg had to help me fill out the paperwork because it takes an hour and a half to get ready. And I woke up at the last minute, so I'm throwing the makeup on and everything. And and so I get out there, and there was another message from this lady named Sullivan, who's in charge of of something. I don't even know what the title was. There's so many. Disney has so many people. So I show up to makeup, and um, the the uh, makeup the head makeup lady says why are you in green i'm like well because i got this message from the talent agent and from the sullivan lady who's in charge of what she no 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 this is all taking place in one day you need to be the same it's no you can't do this i'm like i'm doing what i was told i'll do whatever you want me to do you know and so so she had to call somebody who had to call somebody who had to call somebody who had to call disney we had to call Mickey Mouse, and it just went <laughs> so an hour and a half later, it came back down, 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 back to her. She says, "You got to take that off." Oh my God! So, it, so I should have been already on set because we were with the same people that we've been with for several days. They had already gone, and I'm getting messages from them. What's the hold up? What are you doing? The Sanderson sisters are going to be here. The real witches. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to miss them. So I took it. I went back to the hotel. Five minutes away, took it all off, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, and I went back. They got me into the regular old, no prosthetic noses, just makeup. I look like a drag queen. Mm. No, I mean, like, they glitter lips, glitter eyelashes. <laughs> I'm like, this is not, uh, whatever. So I got on the, the bus, and they, we, they drove us to the set, and they said, everybody go to the tent over here, and we'll call you when we're ready. And I'm like, the heck with that i am i knew where to go i said no 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 no. i'm gonna go I'm catch going. up with my group so i got off the bus and i hauled butt down an alley ran by three black suv trucks with a driver in each one i'm like oh my god that, that, that's that that's got to be the sisters drivers and i just ran ran by nobody the windows are tinted i don't know if they were in there or not but the drivers you could see and a couple of them were like waving i'm like oh my god you're waving at me you were oh. just driving <laughs> midler <laughs> Wow. So I ran to the theater and I met up with my group and they were like, the Sanderson sisters are here. They're they're, they're going to be here tonight. And so that's that. So no, you won't see a green boar there. So did you get a chance to meet them? So I did not. Um, They said no talking to anybody. Your cell phones had to stay home. They had a fake Disney account. I found this out where they were trying to hook you into taking pictures so they can trace it back to you and get rid of you get rid of you yeah wow yeah so there was like a fake account out there that was a ran by disney a pretending to be operation. a dude disney does not play around and forgive me if anybody hears this from disney <laughs> but shame on you <laughs> but anyway so like it, it was amazing so i we were brought to set and i was standing right beside one of the set pieces and we were told again do not talk to them don't look at just them. keep your cool keep your cool and i don't get all crazy around movie stars and um so i heard in the far off this screaming and yelling and i'm like that's got to be them the first one who walked up was bet midler and abby dern she came walking towards me, towards me, towards me, and I was standing there with two other extras. And she came and she stood three feet in front of me and then turned her back towards us, towards the set. And I'm like, oh my God. And then the second one that came around was Sarah, Jessica Parker. And she was, 
she had her dress folded or, you know, her arms and her cape and her knees. And she was walking with her head kind of down, not making eye contact, kind of smiling. People were screaming as she turned around and stood beside Bette Midler. And then the third one, my favorite, Mary Sanderson. She came walking by and she stood there. And I'm like, they're three feet. She's three, three feet in front of me. This is amazing. And I had this little teenager who was not born when the movie right. came out. Just like, I, I, I like doing extra work. They called me and asked me to do this movie. She's talking, and I'm thinking to myself, shut up. <laughs> Take it in. You do not know what's in front of you. Just shut up. I'm thinking. I didn't say that. And so Bette Midler took off her glasses. She folded them. She put them on the set piece under a cushion. And I'm like, wow. And then they were joking around in between takes. And, and, and at one point, um, uh, uh, Mary Sanderson, uh, Kathy Najimini said, uh, in character, but not when they're filming, they were just having a conversation. She said, I smell children. I'm like, oh, my God, she really said that. And then Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker bounced up and down. I'm like, they're really doing this stuff in front of us. And, and Bette Midler, she got tired of waiting at one point, and she said, can we get on with this, please? <laughs> in character. And I'm like, this is happening. This is happening. It was amazing. Sounds surreal. That's so much fun. Then, this is a nasty thought. <laughs> I could tell that Kathleen and Jay didn't feel well because she just didn't look like she felt well. And she kept wiping her nose in, with tissue and putting it in her dress. And I'm like, she has God. DNA on <gasps> and then, and then <gasps> Bette Midler, she wiped her tissue, and she reached her hand out like this and didn't even look, and her assistant came up and grabbed it out of her hand, and I'm like, there's DNA on it. <laughs> I said, all we need is Sarah Jessica Parker, and I can quit my job, and I can sell it on eBay, these three <laughs> tissues, you know? People would buy that stuff. Oh, they, they've bought worse. They'll oh buy God. anything. Yeah, and then they each had hair and makeup, each one of them. So there were six people for the three actresses, and um, one of uh, Bette Midler's, I didn't have any business cards with me, but her makeup guy looked at me and he says, I love your costume. I'm like, <gasps> thanks. <laughs> Thank you. He said, did you? And he came up to me. He was like, did you make that? I'm like, yeah, I did. I got it from Goodwill and I just duct tape and spit. And he said, it's all awesome. And I'm like, I played the switch in Salem and, you know, look up. Bora, Brewington, Snap, you know, yeah, yeah. he's not going to remember that stuff. I'm like, okay, I should have had a business card, but I didn't. But anyway, so that was cool because he came up and spoke to me twice. And I'm like, tell Bet Midler about me. <laughs> I'm thinking that to myself. I didn't tell him that. But anyway, and then one other thing was Bet Midler was looking for her assistant. They had walked away. And so she turned around and she walked kind of towards to the side of us. And looked down, and she had this confused look on her face. And then she walked back to where she was, three feet away. And then she came back again. She was looking for somebody. And I was like, almost, I almost said, uh, Miss Midler, is there anything that I can get for you or someone I can find for you? But I didn't because I didn't want to get fired. But she was looking for her assistant because her teeth were coming out. This is no lie. <laughs> she was looking for that guy. Her teeth, he had to glue her teeth back in. I, I saw, I I. They did it with their back towards us, so I didn't actually see it happen, but I know that's what they were doing. I'm wow. like, that is... The stuff, the secrets that you were privy to. Well, stuff that you would not, that you don't see. And then I saw the dance scene. I saw her singing live. You yeah. saw her singing yeah, live? Yeah, because they, there's a song. They, 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 they do a song. Oh, like, my God. I'll put God. a spell on you, but... Did you get to dance in it? No, 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 no. I was standing on the side. You're probably not going to see me. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, you... 
And now I'm curious to see what this other rendition of Bora looks like. Ugh. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Disney. You're like, you, you ruined me. Disney <laughs> ruined me. Oh, that's fabulous. Awesome. I am a huge Hocus Pocus fan. Who's your um, favorite? Sarah. A hundred percent. Sorry. Sarah. Um, I'll be, I'll be frank about this growing up. Like I just loved boobs. So, okay. <laughs> like, okay. and who Wait. doesn't love Sarah? She's gorgeous and she's funny. And like the dancing around Jeffrey, who is your favorite witch or character in Hocus Pocus? <sighs> and everybody loves Billy Butcherson too. Oh yes. Yeah. Everyone loves Billy. Um, I mean, as, as a, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a particular favorite. I, I think that the whole it's like a like a like a puzzle, right? And and you're like, which piece is your favorite? And you're like, I, I don't like. I don't think any of the witches. I mean, they're all pretty great. Hi. Uh, any of the witches are quite any of themselves without the other ones. Yeah. Right. So you're like, well, cool. Like Sarah's great, but half of her bubbly bounciness comes from how she interacts with the with other her two. sisters, yeah. You know, so you're like, it, it's like a like a whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know if I could pick a favorite, even even all the other characters, you know. I, I guess that's sort of partly in any movie, but like Hocus Pocus, I feel, is sort of, it's a, it's a thing unto itself. Yeah. Each right. character has taken on so much meaning yeah. and so much more than, than what they started with. I mean, if we all recall, it was a flop at the box office yeah, yeah. when it first came out. And now, I mean, it is a staple, not just in my October viewing, but year round. I throw it, it that thing on every month. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this Hocus Pocus 2 is probably one of the, I read that it's one of the highest anticipated second release movie ever. I can't believe they actually did it. I'll be honest. I did not think we would ever I mean, see for a sequel. Years, and I don't know about you, but... <clears throat> Like, as, as tour guides, I'd get asked, you know, especially because we stop at the old town hall and, you know, like, like, oh, this was a, a set, et cetera. And, like, you see all over Facebook, you're like, oh, what are the sets? Where can I visit? The hocus, da, da, da. And you're like, okay, A, like, let's ruin everyone's hopes and dreams. The Sanderson sisters were never here for the filming of Hocus Pocus. Um, but that aside, people are like, when's the second one coming? I heard, and, like, people kept, like, there were mock-up posters, and, like, there was the book, and, like, oh, they're doing it based on the book. I heard they were filming. I heard they were in Salem. And you just hear these rumors that it's like, oh, I, I heard they were filming in Salem. And you're like, what do you, what, where did you hear that? They're, and, like, I'm talking, like, back in, like, 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember hearing, like, like months that they would be here, yeah, even. Like, yeah. there was, there was a, a schedule that just materialized out of nothing but that's how salem's stories and legends <laughs> come about i i heard they were actually filming in the tunnels oh my god oh, oh. <laughs> jeffrey you <in> the tunnels <laughs> no ghosts the sanderson sisters weren't here we actually we had um a, a listener write into us recently who is currently doing a DD game Dungeons and Dragons, and there's takes place in Salem, and the characters are a couple high school students. There's these weird happenings around town that they're trying to discover, you know, what's going on. And they said that they're using the podcast as their inspiration to kind of inform on the history and these places. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. You just made our week. Wow. But first off, let me just ask, is there a haunted pepper ghost in the tunnels? <laughs> and they said, there is now. <laughs> How about an elephant that's drunk off his butt? Yes, please. <laughs> drunk add elephants that too. and haunted pepper. That's what we're all about. So I 
met Jason Martin. Martin, I think the voice yeah. of Binks. We talk yeah. regularly on Instagram. Do you yeah. really? So he um he had walked by one year and took a picture of me, Abora. And so I saw it on Instagram. I said, Why didn't you stop by? He said, I was scared that you would like Curse embarrass you? me. <laughs> like, oh. Well, you're darn right I would. <laughs> the next time stop by for a picture. So Is that we, it? Is that the answer to the question that we asked Bora? What's that? The most famous person you asked. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so we've been chatting. and uh, So I'm excited because uh, Bora is going to be going to um, the House of Mouse Expo um, put on by the uh, Main Street Mouse. And she's going to be interviewing Doug Jones and Kevin and Jimmy, Mary Sanderson, uh, and um, Jason Marston and stuff. So Bora is going to help out some way. So I'm excited about that. That's January the weekend of the 22nd so very cool yeah so it's really it all kind of comes around you've got circles around this is a lot of fun you've got such a full and like vibrant schedule lots of things weddings events your ball i mean it's just it's it's never canada it's never ending tell us about the thing that you're doing over in canada so it's the great canadian halloween market which is september the 17th it's their first one so it's a lot of vendors and they're gonna have a halloween costume contest so boar is gonna host and judge the halloween costume contest and it's gonna be a lot of fun so they're sponsoring myself and greg I said, I can, you know, it'll just be me. They said, no, 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 just bring Greg. And so they're like, they're like paying for the hotel flights, picking us up, dropping us off. So, um, Bora's a VIP. Oh, I'm very honored and thankful for that. That's really cool. So, yeah. Did you ever think that this is what it would turn into? No, absolutely not. Are you, (laughs) are you, do you ever, is there ever any hesitation about it? Like, does it ever feel overwhelming? Yes. Does it? Do you yes. ever? Do you ever regret going so far with it? Uh, I do get overwhelmed at times, and um, and it's like I need. To, I tell myself sometimes I need to pull back. I need to slow down, but um, things just doors just keep opening up, and it's like, how do you say no? Say yeah, yeah. Like the Halloween Museum here in Salem. Now we have a a Bora display, which is really cool. You do? Yeah, they, I haven't been in there in oh good, oh good lord, <sighs> two, 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 three years. That is, we'll have to go check it out. Favorite attractions because yeah. they have a lot of stuff from our childhood. He's got a he's got a, a booberry box of booberry that's mm-hmm. like really rare, and it's like. I have a very bad habit of going to things like when they first open and then never going back. Not because I don't want to. It's just like, oh, there's this new thing. I'm going to go check out the new thing. And then I go and then I'm like, oh, I should go back. And then it's three years later and you're like, oh, oh, I I haven't. I haven't been back. And, and so many places in town change yes. um, and evolve over time. So we should definitely go. Maybe we could do an interview in there. You should. Mm. Tim is great. I mean, he's probably shy. He's shy mm-hmm. but he might be into it he might be into it so yeah so he's, he's a great guy fair he just knows salem he's mm-hmm. a great guy great guy to talk to but yeah we there's a display he says um you design it just put it together and so i'm like okay so i we got this artist there's a bore in there we've got a, a window that's a lead lead window an old window that we found at at a salvage place and 
and there's some Easter eggs in there. So there's some potions in there that relate to different businesses in Salem and um, some stuff hanging out that relates to the witch trials and homage and um, to the victims. So wow. it's really, really I'll cool. Have to go, go and check that out. Yeah. So Monday it'll be completed. They, uh, I had to do an interview, um, like a video, and so that will be on display Monday, Tim said. So it should be finished Monday. So by the time people are hearing this, if they go into the Halloween Museum on Essex Street, be sure to look for Bora's display. Yeah, I'm so honored for that. You said that that's one of your favorite attractions. What would you say is your favorite thing about Salem in general? I just, that is such a broad question. I mean, that is a specific question, but the answer is broad, I'm sorry. Because I love everything about Salem. I love all the restaurants. I love walking at nighttime around Salem because it's so mm-hmm. spooky. It's so quiet, too. Yeah, eerie uh-huh. in a good way. Yeah. Walking by the cemeteries, hoping to see, close your ears, Jeff, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and wondering where those tunnels are. Close your ears, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> my God, there it goes again. <laughs> just, I, I, I love walking at night and, and just feeling the vibe. And we're so lucky to live here because I get, I'm sure you guys get yeah. messages all the time. You're so lucky to live here. And um, it is a great city to live in. And I love seeing familiar faces. Like you said, you know, I saw you the other night. You were finishing up a yeah. tour. You see familiar faces every single day. People know Cooper's name, the dog's name. And, and I just love just getting in the, the vibe of Salem. As much as we see tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people come to the city throughout the year, it still holds on to that small town vibe, which I so appreciate. You see the same, I mean, walking down the street, there's a good chance you will see two, three, four people that you cross paths with on a regular basis. You know the shop owners, they know you, they know you by name. It is just, it's such a community here beyond what I think people see as, you know, which city. It's deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're all a family. We are a we family. We may not agree on everything. <laughs> no. We may not see eye to eye. But it, as a whole, we are it, a family. It's, it's sort of like um, people always ask us, like, what's it like in October? I'm like, it, it's mad. It's chaos. But it's good mad and chaos. It, it's There's not, not often, you know, a, any anger or, you know, like, like a, around Christmas time, people tend to get a little angry you know you're shopping parking spaces stressed out fighting and you know you hear some horror stories about things that people do around around the the holidays um especially i guess when it comes to shopping or you know with your your in-laws and they have to come over and (laughs) you know this and that right with halloween it's just like everyone's here for the same party (laughs) you know if if nothing else you're all here for the same party and it's a huge party (laughs) it's It's a a long party. party I think the people that come here for that party in particular, the 31st, that's just one day. We're dealing with a whole month worth of Halloween. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're we're entertaining. We're on nonstop. Do you get a day off in October out of curiosity? Well, luckily, I can take three weeks off from work. That is kind of them. Is that that your holiday time or is that like an additional? Well, I usually don't take... um, Summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And I say in lieu of, I will take October off. So my manager this year said, next year, just take summer off. Take, take a holiday in the summer and just 
you know, you can take October off. You're three weeks, whatever. I'm like, okay. Because I hate to take advantage of things, you know. So we'll see. But um, I do take three weeks off to do Bora, to do October. And um, I do ask for specific days, like the first Thursday, the the, the parade, Uh mayor's uh, the mayor's day, uh, mayor's night out when know, they the, go the trick or treating with the young kids. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, and, but I generally take Mondays and Tuesdays off during October to just so completely to disengage and to rehearse weddings. So I'm really not taking time off. I, you know, I got to read and rehearse the weddings. Um. So yeah, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. John Andrews took a picture of me one year. It was October 31st. I was done, and I didn't know he had taken this picture, and I had a my tip container in front of me, and all my energy was just drained out, and you could see it in my face, in my body, and he says, this sums it up on October 31st when it's all That's, over. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it does. We are all shells of humans by that point. Yeah. We, we all need a little time away. Do you lose yeah. your voice during October? I always, even if oh, I'm not that's, sick. That's my fear. You know, I do, I do three tours a day, six days a week during October. Jeez. And even if I don't get actually sick, like, you know, a common cold or something, just from all the work being run down, I will start to lose my voice right around weekend three. But I usually recoup, you know, just enough to push through the end. You yell way more than I do. Do you, how do you even, you know, you got to take care of it. Like I just, I can't imagine the, the strain on the vocal cords towards the end of that month. I don't take care of my voice and I guess I should. Um, but tea. I, tea, I was told tea and lemon and stuff. So there's a, a tea. I'll, I'll, I'll message you. It's like got a, like a throat soothing thing. I would drink that probably like three times a day, every day in, in October. Wow. You guys don't even yell or distort yeah. your voices. No, but it's, wow. it's like I'm loud anyway, and uh, I need to project. And even with the microphone, you still like. You need, still have to yeah. be at your top level. And there's also, there's like, um, I don't know how to just, it's like a dialogue, right? So it's like, yes, I'm just repeating this thing, but it always has to be a little different sort of depending on the crowd, and you're talking to this person or someone asks you a question, you're asking it, and it, 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 it goes up and down and out. And it's like, it's just a strain on, on everything you're doing because it's not, I feel like it's easy to be repetitive. And as repetitive as it is, it's also very different. Does that make sense? We're yeah. always, it's a performance. Yeah. That's what, how I try to describe to people being a tour guide in town. It's, yes, we work shorter hours, but those hours that we're on, we are like on and we are teaching and we are entertaining all at the same time. And you're trying to keep people happy. And, you know, these are folks that have come here. They've been wanting to come here for years. This is on their bucket list. And you have to keep that in mind because you want to make it a good experience, the best experience you can. And that takes a lot of energy. And when you're doing that with, you know, shoulder to shoulder people walking through October, it is, oh, it is like, you know, it, there are no words for the job that <laughs> we do. Yeah, I'm, And I'm sure when you get around certain, like the drummers on the street, you have to uh, talk above or move over a little bit. Um, yeah. Because there are, in addition to board, there are yeah, yeah, other yeah. loud street performers eh. that you have to contend with. Eh. I, I think, yeah, 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 we've, yep. 
Mm. Yep. Okay, I can read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've made friends with a lot of them, and I, I try to work nice. them. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> I know, I'm not. <laughs> it's my Midwestern blood. Um, I just try to keep everyone happy and like, you know. Maybe I should focus more on my Canadian roots and be nice to people. And, and honestly, and I think we have a different perspective too because I've been coming here since I was a teenager. My dad lived here, and I remember coming out on the streets during October, during even the summertime, and seeing the street performers and just being so captivated by the fact that someone – could do this, could be out in front of others in this completely different persona. I I have the same experience, just not here. I'd go to Key West and see all the street performers out on the Sunset Pier. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you guys remember the guy who played Nosferatu? Yes. He was my favorite. So if you've been to Salem within the last, I don't say, like maybe 10 years, I know he retired recently. Two years ago. Two years ago. He used to... Oh, my, I would post up at the Red Line Cafe with my coffee, and I would just watch people watch. And he would go into his statuary stance and not move. And people, because the makeup is so good, he's got his hands on, he's got the teeth in, he's got the, the contacts in, he's got like maybe five to six inch platform yep. shoes on. You can't necessarily tell the difference between him and one of the props that isn't sitting in front of the haunted house that's just down the way so he goes into his stance waits for some unassuming young woman to walk past and boom he grabs her from behind or you know starts creeping up next to her it is just such a phenomenal organic experience it's it's you don't know what you're going to get when you interact with the with the street performers in town and it is such a a treasure I think that we have. He's, he was amazing. I think he was out last year playing a character from, it, uh, I can't think of the movie now, with long hair. It was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, hell is in the title. Hell. Uh, I saw him last year and I didn't even recognize him. He didn't let his hair grow out. Hellboy? No, no, no. no. Um, for, for not from hell. Uh, that's, that's Jack the Ripper. I can't think Okay. Of- Anyway, so I saw him out last year, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's you. He said, yeah. But I, I can't believe busy. We couldn't have a long conversation. I'm so sad that he retired. Yeah. Hopefully he'll come back. Yeah, who knows? Like, give him another year or two, and he'll be like, oh, you're going to get that itch, right? You're like, oh, I want to go scare people again. The Devil's Rejects. Oh. There we go. Oh, okay, okay. The guy yes, with long yes. hair. Can't yeah. think of the character's name, but he looked just like him. I think he had the right movie. So when it when it comes to, to, to Halloween, you said you're a, you're an avid fan. You love all the Halloween stuff. We've talked about a few horror movies. Do you have like a favorite horror movie? How uh, yes, Halloween. Hall- okay, the Michael original. My- yeah, the original nice. Halloween. Michael Myers. It's so good. It's such a simple um, movie. And what is your scariest part? Your your favorite part in that movie? Because you like that movie. I do love yeah. that movie. Um, the part that really disturbed me growing up was when he goes in and he murders like as a child he goes in and he murders his sister like right at the beginning and you're you can see through the eye holes like you're you're in his head and that is just so eerie in itself and then of course when he's out when the parents come home he's just standing there blank face no expression on him he almost doesn't even know what he did and then there you go that is like the start and then the music comes in and it's and then as a kid also teenager growing up having to babysit that is totally a fear 
being stuck alone, watching over someone else's kids and getting some creep wandering around outside. So I am so thankful I don't live on the first floor because if I could see right outside my window or like I saw people that they could see inside my window, nope, (laughs) no. (laughs) Do you like that movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a favorite scene? The scene about the tunnels. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think any scene, and I think one of the things that I appreciate about that movie is the, the, and I used to find it very silly, like, just run. Like, like, like it's not hard. Like, like, why are you, why can't you get away? And any scene where he's either just walking or just standing, and it's, like, inevitable. Like, He's gonna get you. He's gonna, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far or fast or how small. It, and it's just like this, this inevitable presence, and, and they they showcase that so well throughout the movie. And like I used to be like, oh well, just like why that? Like come on, just run away. Like it's not hard. And like part of me still says that, and I think it's a little silly. But what the, what they're trying to convey with that is that there is no escape. It doesn't matter where you run or how fast you run. Like he's gonna be there, mm-hmm. and you're you're done. Like just give up, and it's it's a little like such an interesting character too, because he's not running after you like some crazy monster. Yeah. He is quiet and slow, and Stealth. no matter where you go, no matter how fast you mm-hmm. may run, he is still gonna pop up somehow and get you. It's like a different type of fear. Like have you seen um. Uh, 28 Days Later, the zombie movie. I have not. The, the zombies in that move. Like, like they, they move fast and they jump and they break and they run. And, and it is like, you're like, there's, you can't, it, they're going to get you, right? And it's the same, they're going to get you just at different speeds, mm-hmm. right? Like in 20 Days Later, you're like, I, there's nothing. These guys are literally going to overrun like, like a swarm of ants. And that's it. Uh, zombies are supposed to be slow. What are they doing? Oh, no. These, <laughs> they're supposed these, to be slow. <laughs> uh, Twenty days later, if, it is an artistic masterpiece as well. Oh. It, it's it's really, really, really well done. Um, but that that speed is unescapable. Just as in Halloween, that lack of speed is is inescapable. Still wow. somehow inescapable. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene? Uh, there, there are two. I love when they pull up the doctor and um, the, the nurse lady when they pull up to the insane asylum and they're just kind of walking around out there. That's so spooky. Uh-huh. And then when the detective and uh, the the police the policeman and the uh, I guess the guy who's trying to find I can't even think of his name trying to find the psychologist mm-hmm. or whatever when they are in the house and they find the dead dog that was sad. But that scene. When they're upstairs and this light, I guess, bangs against the window out of the blue. That right there scared me. And for some reason, I just love that because it's so simple. Uh And it just scared the little daylights out of me. They made some good decisions when it comes to fear in that movie. But it wasn't super gory. It wasn't like in-your-face terror. It was... Psychological. Yes. So well done. Subtle but also had just enough. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the scene where he 
he goes to make his first, uh, I think it's one of his first kills, and he's going after the babysitter that just dumped the kids on <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's hooking up with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend goes down to get like a glass of water or, some, or a beer, and he stabs him and he like he pins him to the wall turns his head looking at his yes kill and then my god this killer has a sense of humor and he shows up in the bedroom with the sheet over it with the boyfriend's glasses and i'm like (laughs) that is so weird yeah Yeah, like i kind of wish we would have seen that little that that couple minutes there when he was putting the sheet and the glasses on like (laughs) like, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make fun i'm gonna gonna get her on this one i'm gonna gonna spook her up it's gonna be a good joke speaking of favorites you know favorite horror movie and whatnot do you have a favorite witch or wizard? I know we touched on this in Bora's interview, but I'm assuming that Brian might have a different answer. I, is Elvira a witch? Hmm? Is, Elvira is Elvira a witch? A witch? I don't or know. Is she a vampire? Um, I'd be careful or is she because, Elvira? like, our our or, listeners will come at us. Or, or is she just Elvira? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my favorite witch is Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes. She has. She jumps up in the air. She cackles. She's innocent. She's fun, but she wants to eat that rabbit, and she takes off as she after she clicks her heels and her little bobby pins are floating in the air. And I think she is just adorable, but A somewhat vintage take. Yes. I like that. Is it, is that where your shoes come from? No, no, my shoes come from Google. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've had, had I had to have surgery on my foot because I got um, plantar's fasci- plantar fasciitis from the Bora shoes. Yeah, from walking on the with these high heels on the on the stones. And let 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 that be a warning to you, people coming to Salem. <laughs> Wear flats <laughs> or bring a broom. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the plantar fasciitis is where the tendon connects the muscle to the bone, and it becomes tight. And they have to. There's three tendons that connect the muscle to the bone, and 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 it's like stretching a rubber band. And the surgery is is cutting one of those tendons, and it relaxes, and then it grows back together. So I had to have that surgery done, but it still hurts because I ignored it for several years. So it became a chronic problem. So it's a chronic problem. So I'm going to go see the podiatrist again after October and see. If okay, after what October, I can do. yeah. Right, do do more damage. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's a job. Yes, I was gonna say you can't really, you can't fit much in no. between now and October. Yeah. That's no, for sure. You can't. I was told recently, just having casual conversation with folks in town, you don't schedule appointments in October. <laughs> like you just don't, I, because there's just no chance to get out of your house. Yep. yep. There's just it, the parking, the driving. The sidewalks, you can hardly get down those. I yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. I stop between September and November 1st. Like, yep. I just don't got the time. No. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> got, a, got other things to do. We, we got witch shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but speaking of Elvira, do you, have you read her book? I have, I have not. not. No. Is it fabulous? It's wonderful. Your listeners are going to come after Sorry. you. Sorry. It's a, f- a fabulous book. You need to read it. I'm reading it for the second time. I don't read. I don't like reading. But... I read Gremlins when I was a kid, and I started The Karate Kid. I put it down because I was bored. And then and, and I read Elvira's book. And so I'm reading it for the second time. So now I'm highlighting things in it. So if I ever see her, I can thank her because she lived a, a, 
a tremendous life. She went through a lot of stuff, and um, I don't want to give anything away. But I, I know I, she's she's been um, unapologetically herself. Yeah, and good for her. Yeah. yeah, good for her. So she's she's experienced things that made her who she is. I mean, like we all do, but try you know if you get time after October, read the book. Can we can we claim that she is an honorary witch? I think that's. I think that's suitable. I mean, yeah. well, we can, whatever. It's our podcast. We can yeah. say that. We can sure. say whatever we want. <laughs> At the discretion of the hosts. <laughs> so we have a question here uh, yeah. coming up as we're getting close to the end. Uh, do you have someone you'd consider sort of a, a hero and an inspiration or, or anything along those lines? It's mm. a good question. Um, uh, not just one person, but a group of people that are ashamed to be themselves that stand up with no apologies like Elvira that stand up for themselves and that are just, they, they be themselves. I mean, like people that in the, in the, the LGBTQ community, people that are not in that community, people that are like us that are probably that are into Halloween that are maybe Gothic that, that society says, oh, you shouldn't be that way, that stand up and be themselves. I mean, to me, those are the heroes that, you know, that say, this is me and this is what I'm doing. They break the the constraints of the norm so everyone else can can do it as well. I don't mean to be shallow. I should be saying, like, you know, someone who falls in the country. No, no, no. No, please, don't. (laughs) No, this is... So, I I think that's... I, I think anyone who falls in any category, I agree, who who can be themselves and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's difficult. It's but damn hard. Yeah. But, but to, to stand up and say that I am who I am is, uh, is it takes a lot. Yeah, it does. It, it really does. I, um, I would like to, to think, and actually I know this is probably a hundred percent true. There's folks out there that consider Bora their hero. Oh, I doubt what a, that. What a cool, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hey, you never know. What a cool experience. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with her. And I'm sure. With I'm sure there are kids that meet know. you. That's the one thing that I love about being a part of the Salem experience. Like people that come here, they, they spend a day, a couple days, a week, maybe even just an afternoon. But for the young kids, like you get to create core memories. Or nightmares. Or nightmares, <laughs> I guess. I try. Or <laughs> does try to create nightmares. But you make so. an impact. And, and this is something that they may, you know, remember 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the line. Like, you know, I met this green faced witch in Salem and she yelled dead bodies at me and it was wild. But she was also super nice and made me feel excited about life and about myself. And, you know, it's just it's it's just so exciting to think about the positive impact you're having on people. Well, people do, we all have repeats that come back. And every year, we got to do a family photo, and this is where we're standing. Okay, let's do a Christmas photo or Easter photo or what have you. So I, we do have it. And I see kids, we see kids grow up, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful. And maybe the first year, they were crying. The second year, they're apprehensive. The third year, they're in it. And the fourth year, they're like, I remember you. And it, it, it's a, it's, that is a lot of fun. Yeah. I love do you, it. Do you have any... Uh, absurd or crazy tourist stories by chance (laughs) i've had some people that couples um the guy said hey uh you know kind of picking up pick hitting on me 
to go back with his wife. Wow. And, and you can tell when it's a joke and when it's not a joke. Uh-huh. They, they, they're looking for a little witchy action. Yeah. Br- bring the broomstick. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> or a few. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of my face now, you nasty mortal. Oh, my God. No. So, yeah. And so that has happened. And, and, and you can tell. You can read people. And, okay, you're not joking. You are not joking. They, 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 like, they like the nose and the chin. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know what a big nose means. <laughs> a, big, a big broom. A big piece of wood. <laughs> Ah, yeah, so there's some crazies out there. Some crazies. Yeah. So I don't know, but I've written, Brian has written a book, if I could. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you are a published author. Just one little book. One is more than none. (laughs) Well, well, several years ago, I wrote um, a book of poems called Bora's Book of Pitiful Poems and Pictures, Illustrated by Zombie Dog Forty Three, who's a guy that lives in Florida, and uh, yeah, it's thirty-one poems and thirty-one pictures that uh, kind of go go. The pictures coincide with the uh, oh, look at the that. poems. So, what inspired you to write the book? I, I my childhood, but these this is written through the eyes of Bora, but my childhood, uh, my childhood did. So, this, if I could read it, maybe a couple. Yes, this please. is called. Far and it's a picture of a werewolf with a full moon behind his head, and he's snarling, and you can see his teeth. This one reads, "In the far, you hear a bark. In the far, it's silent. In the far, you hear a hoot. In the far, it's lonely. In the far, you hear crickets. In the far, it's dark. In the far, you hear nothing." In the far is fear. Oh, I like that one. Thanks. Um, This one is all in one night. Halloween time. Halloween, that time of year. You and me don't have to be. Grab a costume, throw it on. Dunk for apples, sing a song. Chilly night, such a fright. Fortune tellers spook the mind. No more candy left behind. Silly little. I love it. It's uh, cheeky. Yeah. And this one, I'm boring you, I know. No, no, not at all. This is one of my favorite ones, Tomb Sweet Tomb. (laughs) It's got a a little skeleton in the coffin. It looks like Jeffrey. Oh, he's got the bell, too. Exactly. There we go. The bell. So. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. Exactly. Cold, quiet, and damp. Smelly, tight, and cramped. Spiders and worms and lots of germs. No room to move or squirm. My finger rings a bell tied to a string. I pull the bell, scream and yell. All I hear is silence. Thank goodness. Up there, there's too much violence. (laughs) I guess I'm doomed. I'll make myself at home. Because now, this is tomb, sweet tomb. (laughs) Where, uh, where can someone find that if they are curious of... Uh... Uh, Walmart and Amazon. Okay. And uh, it was on my uh, website, salemsblackhatsociety.org, but I had to take it off because I don't have the room up there or another tab right now because Boar's Halloween Boo Bash is taking up that tab. 
Bora is very, very busy. I just wrote another book, a Christmas book, narrated by Bora, written by Brian. I'm looking for an author, and that's about dogs. <gasps> it's about dogs? <laughs> it's about dogs. Is, does Cooper make an appearance? No, but my uh, old Boston Terrier does. Aww. Yeah. His name is Scooter. Yeah. It, that, that's, I love this book. It's, a, it's about um, Santa Bernard. Takes place up in Bart Pole. And um, so um, there's a dog that doesn't have a home, and then Scooter has a home, and they're best friends, and there's some bullies. It's a bulldog who's a bully. And <laughs> yeah, so they um, don't think they're getting anything for Christmas because one doesn't feel worthy. The other one is a runt and has a crooked tail and is missing some hair. And so Santa Bernard takes care of things. And, and the, uh, the reindeer are greyhound. And the elves are not the stereotype. They're um, little chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Santa Bernard is baking magical cookies, and you'll find out what those are for. And the little Dotsons help roll the dough out. I love <laughs> so, it. That sounds adorable. Thank you. So I'm looking for an artist. So it won't come out this year. I, I have to find the right, the right artist. Uh, you know, it's got to feel right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense with the amount of writing that you have to do for the weddings for just Bora's character in general that of course it would translate into publications over time i'd love to see a Bora memoir oh, mm. the, the the life and times of yes yes <laughs> dating all the way back to 1666 <laughs> you remembered yes day. we can include the um the the key in benjamin franklin <laughs> did, did did you know that the uh, great fire say <laughs> That's not the thing. The Great Fire of London started in 1666. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. You guys, were, you had an episode about yeah, fires. Yeah. On, uh, on, oh, I forgot then. Am I going to forget again? No, on Pudding Lane in London. Pudding Lane yes. in 1666 yes. is where the fire started. Yes. What started the fire? I don't know. Pudding. Burnt, <laughs> somebody burnt the pudding. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. To be fair, I am not 100% sure, but I'm... I'm fairly certain it was on Pudding Lane, if I'm getting that correct. And I know it was 1666, yeah. I believe the fire stopped right there at this house. Uh, this was wood, Woods, where yeah, this house yeah. was. This so it's house, the Great Fire of Salem. Yeah. This house was a barn. Okay. It was moved from uphill to here. And there was a, uh, built by Mr. Little, who was an undertaker, who built coffins in the, in the basement. In, in, of this house. Of this house, yeah. So nice. coffins were built yeah. in your basement. Yeah. We had the Historic Society uh, draw up the paperwork, and they did not say that there were bodies in the house. Just and the coffins. Yeah, just the coffins. And, and then Chris, my neighbor, he's a big historian. He's a Salemite, and he's got a picture of, speaking of the, the, fire, the Great Fire of 1914, he's got a picture uh, from, from back then standing on this side of the road Aimed that way, and probably there, nothing. Were, there were tents pitched where yeah. people were sleeping. Wow. And if you leave the house, you'll see a four-legged shed across the street. That shed is in that picture. Really cool, huh? Oh, because that would—that's the high school. The high school, yeah. And that's the field. Yeah, they—that was one of the fields they used. Yeah. Wow. And then, but right there, that hill that when you walk out is a—they—they um, they were the. Pit, the tents were pitched there too. I think we forget how recent the Great Fire of 1914 it's just was. Just over 100 years. Right. We talk about the witch trials on a regular basis, and we're almost always in 
late 1600s when we're speaking about Salem history mm-hmm. or maybe even like great age of sale, late 1700s, but 1914, like we're only it's 108 years ago. Yeah. yeah it's wild. You did it's good with your math. Oh, I mean, we did do the episode, so I, I'm kind of cheating. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would have forgotten that yeah. Math. Oh, I I mention it on the tour now once in a while cuz we're going through the old armory on tour uh, okay. and I say, you know, well, that we only burnt down like a few years ago. Right, but I say we pa- we just sur- just passed the 100th and 8th anniversary. Okay. And if we were back in time, back in 1914, you would see the National Guard here. Like this was their headquarters of the the first responding unit units. They had bread lines. They had, you know, this is where people were coming to get aid. That's what would have been happening right where you stand at this moment in history. And it, it's it's particularly cool because we've been able to make connections with folks in town that have relatives that lived through 1914 like the fire one of my old bar regulars his aunt his great aunt had a teacup that was all she could salvage from her home that that oh are you about to pull something out oh my goodness oh my goodness artifacts artifacts <gasps> what is this is this a spoon from i was told that this whole area was a dump. And I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's just, just basically just that, that uh, his great aunt had lost everything in the fire, but she was able to go back and, and salvage this single teacup, um, probably just for the purpose of, you know, the, the meaning behind it. That's all you got. And it's been passed down through the family. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's a heavy moment in time, but not that long ago. Wow. No, it's not that long ago at all. Mm-mm. Our neighbor who we bought the house from, said that this was, he's a Salemite, I mean, Mm -hmm. generations after generation, and he said this was a dumping area for uh, the Great Fire, so they are building a a pool in the backyard, and so she found this digging up the spoon. We're assuming that could be from the Salem Fire. It looks like soot. I was saying, it does, it 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 looks very, um, yeah. It's, like bubbly almost. It's not a value. I mean, as far as it's not like sterling silver. Right, right. I looked at the name on the back and it's nothing. It Plated. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. anything to write home about. It's just the thought it could be from the Salem Fire. Who ate with the spoon and who touched the spoon and where did it come from? Where did it come from? How did it get to that point and how long has it been there? That's so cool. She has found buttons too as well. And, and I'm like, okay, well, this is what... Don't throw the stuff away. She threw it back down there, you know. Uh-huh. I'm like, d- d- save the stuff for me. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So we've been asking all of our guests, what's your favorite place to go grab a cup oh, of coffee? Yes. And our listeners are paying attention. Like I actually had someone on tour just rattle off real quick, where's your favorite place to go get coffee? So they want to know. Okay, so um, I love dunks. But, <laughs> but more... I love, more importantly, I love supporting mom-and-pop restaurants. So, coffee, I mean, Odd Meter is great. Um, Brew Box is great. But I recently found Diane Wolf's yes. coffee shop, yeah. Wolf Next Door coffee yes. shop on Derby Street. It's so cute. And they, they always place. have stuff. Yes. Like, like coffee's great. But you know, she did, I, soup or... Or muffins, or, I didn't know or that. bakery stuff, or like there's always not always, 
but like so often you pay attention like oh today like the the soup of the day is the coffee shop or you know oh hey we have these handmade bread or these rolls these biscuits that there's like sort of like always a little something else going on there too i had no idea i i just knew they had coffee i run in real quick when we we walk cooper i run in real quick and grab coffee I bet I didn't know they had food, too. It's a yeah. good location, too. It gets is. you all the way down Derby Street, see the ocean. It, mm-hmm. it is. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I love that I love that place. Yeah. Very nice. Wolf Next Door. Wolf Next Door, yeah, on Derby Street. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's perfect. So as we, uh, as we wrap up here, um, and as we're about to, to leave our listeners, do you have any, uh, any advice to pass on to people? Yes. I do. Make your hotel reservations two years in advance before you come to Salem, Massachusetts for October. I get messages all the time. I'm going to come up in September. I'm going to come next month for um, Halloween. Um, Where should I stay? Um, At home. At home. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, So, no, prepare. You know, grab a Haunted Happenings magazine even the past ones, because some of the events carry every year. And so just, or message them, they'll send you a free copy, Haunted Happenings Magazine, and just plot out what you want to do in October. And then get a, what is it called, the best maps, walking mm-hmm. map, mm-hmm. and that will take you all around to all the, the points to hit. But, but be prepared, know exactly what you want to do. What I would suggest is taking the Salem trolley. I do love the trolley. Have breakfast at Red's. Oh, Yeah. Get hop. the get the Bora special, yeah, yeah, and hop on the trolley. And you, as you guys know, you can hop on and off at all the locations, and um, just th- that will give you a good comprehensive um, history of Salem, past and present, and not only the witch trials but the maritime, which gets overlooked often, which is very important to Salem. And you guys would know if you listen to Salem, the podcast, they talk about right? the maritime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Once or twice. Once yeah. or twice. I was going to say, it's, it's taken over quite a bit of our yeah. conversations, which I, I thoroughly enjoy because I think it is, like you said, a very overlooked part of Salem's history. I, I, I say this every night on my tours. There's so much more to Salem than that 13 months. Yeah. When I, I'm, I don't, I tend not to talk about it on, on my day tours, but at night, I sort of say that while we might be known for the witch trials, like the physical city you see around you, like all the built, not all the buildings, but like a, a large visual representation of what you're like, oh my God, just take in Salem. That comes from the, that, that time period, the Great Age of Sale. Yeah. And people are like, what? And you're like, okay, we'll get to it. You know? <laughs> exactly. So know what you're going to do. Write it down. Make your reservations in advance and just do it. And people always ask, what's, what's your favorite thing to do? What's one thing I should do? I, uh, you, so many. All. Do it all. And I'm not saying that to be politically correct. Everything is fun from the dungeon. But also, people are like, what, what, what should I do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know you. Do, you. do you like vintage horror movies? Go to Count Orlocks. Do you like first period architecture? Go to the Witch House. Are you a fan of Hocus Pocus? Check out the sites. But if, you, if you're like, I'm, I'm more interested in this thing than in that thing, then you don't have, if you're like first period architecture, like, I don't care. If you're like Nathaniel Hawthorne, I don't care, which like, they're, they're, sure, you know, to each their own. If you're more of a scary movie person than a House of Seven Gables person, you don't have to go to the House of Seven Gables. Like, th- th- don't, don't waste your time. But if, if you don't like horror movies, don't go to Count Orlocks, right? I would personally say go to all those things, but if that's not your thing, 
don't go, but there is something for everyone. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't know who you are. I don't know what you like. <laughs> and you don't have, uh, no, no disrespect, you don't have time to sit with every no, person. Yeah. Okay, no. what do you like? Yeah. You don't have time for that. Just do everything. Just yeah. do it all. And ask Google. Like, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting a lot of questions and, and it's not that I don't like it. I love hearing from people that are like fans or especially listeners. They know that we live here. They want a local's perspective. I love offering that, but damn, do those messages pile up? <laughs> do you ever get messages like, um, I, I want to move to Salem. Can you um, keep it? Let me know when a house comes up for sale. Oh, oh my God. I am- what? I, I've, I've never, no. I, I've gotten some weird questions. That happens at least once every four months. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a realtor, but I will refer you. Call this person. Have you heard of Zillow? You can just, <laughs> you, you, it's this thing called the internet. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. Call, yeah, call the internet. Yeah. So that was some great Salem-centered advice for people that are looking to come to the city. Do you have any just general life advice? We heard a little bit from Bora earlier, but is there anything, it can be career-wise, life-wise, anything? Uh, well, I'm going to kind of go with the hills of Bora. Just be kind and do for others and just give and um, just be yourself. Just be yourself. And don't worry about what people say about you because people are going to talk about you. People are going to put down your tour because they're doing something and they're jealous. Just focus on what you're doing and do the best you can. And you are your own competition. That's it. I like that. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Focus on yourselves and be kind. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we can thank you enough, Brian, for taking the time to sit down with us. This has been a little bit, this has been at the top of my list since we started talking about this podcast. Like, oh my God, we get to interview Bora. As I was making the schedule, she's like, Bora. And I'm like, I know, like, don't worry. She's like, like in the beginning, I was like, no, 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 no. We can't do it like right away. We got to. We got to get it like in the middle and it's like, we'll we'll do it sort of a summertime thing, like pre Halloween and like it'll, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It really does. I mean, it means a lot to me. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been, uh, it's been so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. We had fun today. (laughs) We had so much fun. It's been a heck of a Sunday. I'm (laughs) pretty happy. Yeah, the neighbors looking at us. What are you doing? What are you doing? They they love it. There's that damn boar on our car again. (laughs) You call the police, get a ticket. The broom's going too fast. Now, now you know that humans do fit in your cauldron. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> you, you need to be in a circus. You were all... That was, you I've never been that up. bendy before. That was, I was impressed. <laughs> I was, too. I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Lucky boyfriend. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, why so are we if, filming that? If you don't... If you don't follow us on social media, uh, please do check us out. We'll be posting some some fun clips from today. Yeah, you all can, the, you can the, see Sarah in a cauldron. Sarah in a cauldron. Uh, Jeffrey She's tasty. Oh, <laughs> a Jeffrey steals Bora's broom. It's just it's been one heck of a day. It's a good so. time. Bad bad boy. Bad bad, bad. boy. Yep. Get that witch's broom alone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to try and defend myself. It's a heavy yeah. broom. <laughs> it is. It is. That, that's wood. not a, a resin cast anything. That's a solid piece of... What is that? It's a tree limb. A tree limb. <laughs> a tree limb. I mean, the kind of tree. The I don't elm, know. Elm, maybe? I'm not sure. It's not oak. It's not a bone? It's not a Just money tree, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you again so much, Brian. Real quick, how can people find you, reach out to you? So please check me out at salemsblackhatsociety.org. And that same name is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want tickets to Boris Halloween Boo Bash, just go to salemsblackhatsociety.org. Org, and there is a tab that says Boobash. And awesome. all of that stuff that you just said will be listed in the show notes. Well, thank you. There we go. So you can find them. Just quick click link and uh, come to Salem. Yeah. Have fun. On that note. Thanks for listening. See you later.